0: On today's episode of Locked on A's, the A's made a trade to acquire an interesting player instead of getting rid of one of our favorites. So we're going to go over what to expect with Brent Honeywell and what that means for the offseason. Plus, Libby Shaft thinks that they're near the finish line for the Howard Terminal project, but the A's also put in an offer for some land in Vegas. I have some thoughts. Let's get into them. You are Locked on A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 389 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are talking about the A's edition of Brent Honeywell in a lackluster, not lackluster, it was a cash trade. That is Odd. You don't see the A's do it. You see them do it every now and then. That's how they got Cole Irvin. So we're going to talk about Brent Honeywell, what he's bringing to the A's, what that means for the offseason. We're also going to be talking about some uh, the latest in the A's ballpark situation. There's been some... Some movement in Vegas. There's also been some movement in Oakland. We're going to go over all that. But before we get into anything, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Comment, like, subscribe right down below. That would be uh, very helpful and very much appreciated. But if you guys like just, you know, podcasts in general, we're, we're on all of them. Wherever you like to hear podcasts, we are there. And if you like your podcasts to also tweet things, and show pictures every now and then. We're also on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Locked On A's. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics@gmail.com. So on Friday, we got a dry run for the A's offseason. season. Uh, I was at work and I was on my break, and I was like, "Hey, the A's made a trade. Oh no, the A's made a trade." And uh, <laughs> then i saw that it, they, they they were acquiring Brent Honeywell and i was like hey that's cool oh no who did they give up for Brent Honeywell and then i was like oh it's cash that's great it was a, a roller coaster of emotions for a couple of minutes there but uh everything went, turned out okay so that was the dry run for what could be a a rough offseason for A's fans but could be according to this move an interesting offseason for A's fans as well. I uh, will get into some of the broader roster news on tomorrow's show, but for now, let's learn a little bit about Brent Honeywell. First up, he was a top 100 prospect in all of baseball from 2016 to 2020, peaking at number 12, the number 12 prospect in baseball as recently as 2018. So he has talent. That is something that I am excited to say. If you're wondering why he was on the list for so long and how the A's got him for so little, you know, cash, it's simple. Uh, He's been injured a lot. He has been injured so much. And uh, in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, uh, he accrued zero innings pitched in professional baseball. 2020 was the COVID season, so uh, he was doing okay, but he just did not pitch in the majors and there was no other professional baseball besides the majors. So that, that counted, but in, uh, we'll get into his injuries here in a second, but before that, uh, before all of the injuries, he was a 22 year old with a ton of promise that had been tearing up the minor leagues. And it was looking to be primed to be making his MLB debut, which he did do last season in, or this season, I guess in 2021, uh, Honeywell, Looked prime for the big leagues heading into the 2018 season, but he needed Tommy John surgery before the season started. Then in 2019, he injured his right elbow again, causing him to miss the entirety of the 2019 season. 2020 was a lost year for a lot of minor leaguers, so that one's kind of pushed to the side a little bit, but this season in 2021, in his return to the mound, he totaled 81 and two-thirds innings in AAA and held a 3.97 ERA, which was pretty similar to what he had in 2017 in AAA, so... It looked like he might be back a little bit. Uh, in his first taste of the big leagues, Honeywell made three appearances, totaled four and a third innings pitched, and struggled a little bit with his command. He's he's usually pretty good with his command. His command wasn't necessarily there in his first stint in the big leagues. Jitters. It's four and a third innings. I'm not taking anything out of that. I, I believe that in Triple A it went it went from like a 2.3 walks per nine to a 2.6 i'm not necessarily concerned about that actually that was in my next uh my my next paragraph, it was 2.3 to 2.6, I remembered. Uh, but with while the overall stats in AAA this season were relatively similar to the 2017 ones in terms of ERA, his strikeout rate took a really big hit going from 11.1 to 7.4, from well over 1 an inning to well below 1 an inning. Uh, his walk rate also crept up, as I said, from 2.3 to 2.6, but I think that the A's can easily live with a 2.6 walks per 9 That's not a big issue from my standpoint. Honeywell is best known for his screwball, which grades out as a 65 on the 20 to 80 scout scale. Uh, But he also has five solid offerings that he can just mix around, including a low 90s fastball, a plus changeup, a change of pace curve, and a slider that he commands well down in the zone. He's got five at least average, if not above average pitches. I, I like that. If they're looking to trade Chris Bassett, Brent Honeywell uh, also has a mix of pitches that, if he can learn how to use them at the big league level, could be a very, very solid pitcher. Uh, Command has been a calling card for Brent Honeywell, and he still has that. My guess is, obviously, four and a third innings, just push that to the side. Look what he did in AAA in his first stint back in professional baseball. He still had some good command, and that will probably either stay the same or get better as he pitches a little bit more, as he gets healthier. My guess is that mixing his pitches a little bit better could lead to better results in Oakland, and I do mean in Oakland. He's not going to be in the minor leagues because, uh I hate to tell you, he is out of options. So they, they acquired him so that he could be on the big league roster. Is he going to be a starter or a reliever? We don't know. He did pitch a decent amount out of the bullpen in 2021, so... Maybe he's another bullpen arm for the A's, because they need a lot. They've got two that you kind of trust. I'll get into that here in a minute, too. But uh, Honeywell is out of options, and he has loads of team control left. So the A's landed the ultimate buy-low candidate in what could turn out to be another shrewd cash acquisition for the A's. If you're wondering why the Rays traded him for so little, and by so little, I mean cash, we do not know how much cash was involved, but cash. Uh, They didn't have to give up any players. Uh, I think it's because uh, he was out of options. And they have, they're trying to compete right now. The A's Not necessarily. They have a lot of holes on their roster. So they're like, yeah, we'll take him. No biggie. They're a team closer to contention, and they don't have time or the roster spot to find out if Honeywell can be a contributor for them next season. So they traded him away, and the A's benefited. That's great. He has six years of control left. He is not going to be arbitration eligible until after the 2025 season. That is a... Seems like a long ways away. We could be halfway to building a ballpark by then. Uh, if not further and uh yeah that sounds like fun um so that is that is the hope right now the the rays do tend to win every trade but it looks like they may have just ran out of room on their 40 man roster cuz 40 man roster you know decision day was on friday and we'll be talking a little bit about that on tomorrow's episode so make sure to tune in to see if if you didn't hear who the who the a's added I'll tell you who the A's it. I'll tell you who they left off. I'll, I'll go over it. So that's what's coming up for you guys tomorrow. But coming up on today's show, I'm going to be discussing what all of this could mean for the A's offseason as a whole. But before I do, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together and it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of, r- get, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our brand new, uh, or I guess subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at By Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please fill up that mailbag. I'm going on paternity leave in like four and a half weeks. So uh, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Give me the content that you guys want, and I will provide it for you ahead of time. It'll be great. But let's, and also, one more time, thank you guys so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day, free and available, all platforms. But let's get into what this move means for the A's as a whole, at least how I'm seeing it currently. With the addition of Brent Honeywell... What does that mean for the rest of the offseason? My gut is telling me that at least one of the starters is now expendable if he's going to be moved into the starting rotation. He could also just be a guy that's in the bullpen now. Because they have, a, a, I'll, I, I, I remember writing it. So we'll get to it at some point. We got Deolis Guerin and Lou and, uh, Trevino, not Lou Gehrig, Lou Trevino. And, uh those are the guys and then we got a bunch of like hey, we could fill out a bullpen, but I don't know if it's like guys that you trust. So those are the the two guys right now. So Brent Honeywell could very well be a a piece of the bullpen. I'll talk about it here in a second. but my gut is saying that one of the starters is now expendable because then they can also get you know another starter from the minor leagues or they could get uh, another bullpen arm guy that throws hard, which is something that I've been really going after, but Honeywell hasn't been super healthy of late, but with him in tow, if they keep him in the rotation, which is a big, not not a big if, but it is a question, the A's would be rolling with Bassett, Mania, Montas, Irvin, Cap, along with Honeywell, and that's, that's six guys. Do they need six guys? Maybe, but do they need six guys? Not necessarily. I also was impressed by what Paul Blackburn did in his, you know, few starts with the A's after Chris Bassett got hit in the head. Uh, I I wouldn't mind him getting a shot. There's also uh, Dalton Jeffries. What do you do with him? Grant Holmes. He's out of options. What do you do with him? They have options in the rotation, and I think that adding Brent Honeywell, who can be stretched out to go a few innings if you need him to, would be it g- gives them a little bit more flexibility if they do want to trade one of their starters, so I think that they're going to be trading one of those guys. It just makes sense, uh, especially with uh, Bassett, who we all love, and Manaya who I personally love. Um, it, it just makes sense because they got one more year, and I don't know if the A's are going to be able to compete next year, so uh, they, they could also make some interesting trades, shake things up, and be sneaky competitive, so... There's a, there's a lot of offseason left, you guys, and there's this whole CBA to figure out as well, but uh, Brent could be a bullpen piece in an effort to keep him healthy, uh, like what the A's finally tried to do with AJ Puck last season, so that could definitely be a route that they go, also that's where he spent a decent amount of time in 2021, so they could just continue him on that path, but hey, we'll see. Uh, I honestly don't see this as a win-now move by any means. I don't think that this means that the A's are going to keep everybody together and finally start spending because they have to, uh, because they got Brent Honeywell. I think that Honeywell has plenty of pedigree and could be a solid pitcher for the A's in 2022, but to be banking on him, To be that guy after a tough debut in the big leagues and years of injuries would just be silly to me. I don't think that you can bank on that. Is it a nice shot in the dark? Yes, it's a great shot in the dark. I'm very excited about getting Brent Honeywell on this team. Does it mean that they're going for it? No, it does not. Uh, It does feel like the A's could find a good pitcher at at the Major League minimum for the next couple of seasons at the very least. That, That feels like what they've got right here. They've got maybe not the next Cole Irvin, but... A guy that can be at least league average, if not a decent amount better. Cole Irvin was hovering around league average. He has some potential. Uh, If you missed our our interview, he's adding a cutter, you guys. Get excited about Cole Irvin's cutter. Very, very. Also, listen to that interview. It's the last episode. No, it's two episodes ago. Uh, I love talking to Cole Irvin. Beside the point. Anyways, let's get back into what wherever I was. Uh, Oakland is going to take a slight gamble financially that he's healthy for the next season or two. Probably hope that he performs like people were expecting him to when he was 22, uh, not 22 years old, and then flip him down the line for a decent return. That's what I assume that the A's are doing here is a buy low candidate so that they can cash in on this prospect pedigree because if they trade him in 2 years he'd still have 1 year of arb- before arbitration and then arbitration eligible eligibility he'd have 4 years of team control left i believe and uh that would be a very very valuable asset if he can have put together two pretty decent seasons so doesn't have to be you know uh, in contention for the cy young but a solid pitcher that's roughly league average with 4 years of control with his pedigree and I think that the A's could reap some decent rewards for that guy. So that's what I think is going on right here. And that's what I think that is at play here, because it just makes sense to move some current players in their final year or two of team control. And even if the A's kept everyone, they still have tons of holes on their roster that need to be plugged. I'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. And for the amount of money that ownership likes to spend... I don't see those holes being plugged adequately enough to turn this team into a legitimate contender. So uh, they would at least, they would at best, at best be a wild card contender. And that's why I don't think that this is necessarily a win now thing. It's like a, hey. We have another trade asset for a couple years down the road. Uh, I think that the best of what we can hope for is a surprise wild card team with a move like this, rather than a team that is banking on a wild card berth. I don't think I, I don't think that they can win the division. The Mariners are scary. They're they're about to spend a lot of money. The Astros are going to do something probably, uh, and I never believe in them, but they're always good enough, I guess. Um, so it it depends on the how much the A's contend in 2022 depends on what kind of returns they get if they start trading guys. And if they're getting guys that are more A or, you know, big league ready, maybe maybe they can surprise some teams. But I think that we're probably looking at best like a 75-win team. Like, if they made a deal with the Yankees and got Luke Voigt while giving up uh, Matt Olson, and then uh, th- there's a drop-off, obviously, defensively, but Voigt is also a pretty solid hitter. So could they make that work and in- do okay? Sure, I guess. But is that necessarily what you want to bank on? Or are you trying to actually rebuild? Or is it a retool or rebuild? That's another question that we have to ask ourselves. Uh, What happens with the bullpen should tell you pretty much everything you need to know about how competitive the A's are planning on being in 2022. Right now, Here it is. Here it is, you guys. Right now, they have Diolas Guerra and Lou Trevino as the guys that you can kind of trust. Do you trust them completely? No. But uh, they they got those guys. And then you got Puck, maybe Brent Honeywell, who are both two big big, uh, injury question marks. You don't know what you're going to be getting from them, but they have loads of talent. They've been top 100 prospects. Then you got Sam Mole, who was intriguing to me last year. He's a lefty. You got Domingo Acevedo, who... Has some prospect pedigree, not quite as much as Puck or Honeywell, but he's he's been on some prospect lists before. And then you got maybe Dalton Jeffries and Grant Holmes. Do you trust that bullpen? They, they've got upside for sure, but do you trust them? Not necessarily. So they're going to have to make some additions, maybe get some flamethrowers, which is what I want, because uh, I, I always want them to get flamethrowers or guys that have like crazy sliders. Maybe sign Liam Hendricks. Uh, he's not available. Uh, But if the A's plan on being competitive, they're going to have to improve that group somehow. Um, Whether it's trading somebody or doing, they're going to have to do something. Uh, They have loads of upside, but a lot of question marks with the group that I just mentioned right there. Uh, So what does the Honeywell trade mean for the offseason? I'm intrigued by the move, but I I don't think that it means that the A's are keeping the group together. I, I, I don't think that that's what's in the cards right now but uh coming up on the show i'm gonna talk about libby Schaff and her thoughts that oakland or the city of oakland is near the finish line with the a's but first let me tell you about belt bar because i love thanksgiving all of the good food and treats and plenty of them but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar i mean if you want a yummy dessert you can't go wrong with a built bar, they are the perfect holiday dessert. Uh, feast on something delicious and feel good about it. You can you can have a pie if you want to feel bad about it because those things have upwards of 300 calories on the low end. But most built bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar, with plenty in the way of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with coconut belt Bar or go for the raspberry belt Bar instead of raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and covered in 100% chocolate. You cannot do more chocolate than that. You can't have 101% real chocolate. You are getting the most real chocolate that you can in these belt Bars that are just jam-packed with protein. So if you want to get some of these protein bars, for yourself all you got to do is go to built.com and enter code locked 15 and you will get 15% off of your order use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com welcome back to locked on ace podcast if you guys are enjoying the show make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts follow or subscribe to our new youtube channel uh we- we got a bunch of we got a bunch of new subscribers. Thank you t- so much to everybody who has already subscribed. If you haven't already, get in early. We're having loads of fun over there on YouTube. I also like to talk to them in between commercial breaks, so to see what I'm saying about podcast listeners, you gotta subscribe. Uh, or watch the YouTube videos, I guess. Uh, also, follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked on, A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So on Friday, Friday, big day for A's news, but I have been at work, so I apologize. So I'm getting this to you now. Hopefully, you've been busy this weekend. But uh, there were two tweets from Vegas reporter Mick Akers. And the verse is very encouraging. Mick Akers has been doing really, really good work on uh, what's going on with the A's in Vegas. He also covers the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's beside the point. He, he is interested in the A's ballpark situation. So he's kind of like their Casey Pratt, uh, but in Vegas. And so he's like evil Casey Pratt is how I would describe him. He seems lovely, but be- he's only evil because uh, he is in Vegas and I do not want the A's to go to Vegas. He seems lovely himself. But he's evil, Casey Pratt. Anyways, uh, Mick tweeted out, quote, Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff says $14 million federal infrastructure grant announced today will take them, quote, near the finish line for the needed, or, end quote, uh, for the needed funding to carry out offsite infrastructure improvements needed for the A's planned Howard Terminal project and tweets. I love that. Uh, I love being near finish lines. Uh, whether I'm actually running or whether or not that means that the A's are building a ballpark, love the, in Oakland. I love being near finish lines. That is great. It does not mean shovels are in the ground, but Libby Schaff has been pretty decent about communicating of late, and so I appreciate that. Uh, an hour later, uh, he, he also sent another tweet, and I feel like the timing may be key here. Uh, Mick tweeted out, quote, Oakland A's president Dave Cavill tells me, tells him, tells the the Vegas reporter uh, that the team has put an offer in on a plot of land in the Las Vegas Valley where they'd be interested in building a ballpark at, uh, moving from a phase of research slash data gathering to action around a final slight and tweet. So for me, the timing is very, very crucial. Libby Schaaf is out here saying things are looking good, and Dave Cavill just can't stand any good news to go for his team because they hate the fans, and he has he he is always uh, he's always plotting to get a better deal. He he can't just be like, yeah, we're close and it looks like uh, things are going well. He's like, no no no. How about I plant this other story and say that we just put in a bid on some other land? How about that? Uh, I I think that. That, that is what this is supposed to be. A planet story intended to scare the city of Oakland and A's fans because they don't want us, is what it always feels like. Uh, the tw- second tweet also does not specify where the land is exactly, and uh, Mick Akers definitely said, they didn't tell me where the land is, they just said that it's a bid somewhere, and that's it, and that also holds a lot of water for me. So the timing of it... Seems like a scare tactic. Also, the fact that the location was not disclosed feels like it's more of a scare tactic. Because if this, if the statement had been like, "Oh, wow, we just got something right next to the Bellagio, or like on the Strip," which isn't gonna happen, uh, they, they, if the land was there, they would have definitely said it in the statement, as opposed to, "Yeah, we got some, we put in a bid on some land." It doesn't hold a lot of weight to me, Dave. You really. You're letting, you're letting your guard down. I see through you now, Dave. I see you. Also, it just says they, they put an offer in on the land And uh, didn't say it was a fair offer. They just said it was an offer. Which, uh, or a good offer. Op- they didn't say it's fair or good. It's an offer. Just an offer. And I could put in an offer on 50 houses at $100,000 below asking price. And I still technically put in an offer, but do you think I'm getting 50 houses? I'm not getting a single one of those houses. Offers do not matter. Is it a competitive offer? I don't think so. This is a scare tactic. It has to be, right? It has to be. While this is supposed to sound like a big development, uh, I think it's, like everything that comes out of Dave, Dave Cavill's mouth these days, a big nothing. Uh, there was something that was interesting, and this happened right before I started recording. Actually, uh, I believe it was Howard Hughes and his development team, or whatever, said that they would just give the A's some land if they wanted to build on one of their lands. So uh, that's a, and, and that's also in Vegas, or you know, in surrounding areas. Is it good land? I don't know. I'm not a Vegas land expert, but I'm assuming not since they want to give it away for free. There's also probably a lot of business dealings that would go on like, oh, and then we get, you know, half a percent or I don't know how this would work, but they would do some, you know, uh, some handshake deals on how much Howard Hughes would be making from selling or giving this land to the A's based off of the developments that went up around it. Maybe he could be a landlord. I don't know. Slumlord. Uh, Who's to say? Don't know much about Howard Hughes. He's I'm assuming terrible. (laughs) If he's not, sorry, Howard. But if you are, I see you. Um, So, yeah, that's another development. Is it anything? No, because the land's probably not great either. Uh, I think the best land, and I've said this many times, the best land that the A's can have is the Port of Oakland. It's a waterfront ballpark, not in the middle of a desert. It makes the most sense to me. So... That's where I think that we are right now. Those are the updates. Libby Schaff thinks that they're approaching the end, the goal line, whatever. They're they're nearing the finish line. That's the one. Not the goal line, the finish line. Um, Because she can't use football terms anymore because Raiders are in Vegas. Anyways, so with that in mind, I guess we listen to Libby Schaff on this one. Because I feel like she's playing it straight, whereas anything that comes out of... uh, And Mick is doing... a. Mick Akers is doing a fine job with the reporting from Vegas. Uh, He is just reporting what he is being told by Dave Cavill, and I don't trust Dave Cavill, so therefore... You got to kind of look at some of the reporting as, you know, like, ah, do you, do I believe this? I know that this is what it is being said, but do I believe it? So you got to look at it more with a fine tooth comb and uh, see where you stand on that. So uh, I guess we're trusting Libby Schaff here. And they may actually have the funding lined up to get this built at Howard Terminal. And uh, Dave Cavill didn't want to let her have that win or the city of Oakland to have that win. So I think that that is probably where we stand uh, as far as it goes for a ballpark in Oakland we are still waiting on the EIR the environmental impact report and then uh once that is hopefully good news then we go on to the next steps from there uh in early 2022 but uh that is that is where we stand and that is also all for me today you guys so thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Ace and making Locked On Ace your first listen of the day now go make Sully and Locked On be your second listen he's always got a bunch of fun thoughts about how to improve the game of baseball. And he is going to have some thoughts about labor. So go listen to Sully on Lockdown MLB. He's free and available on all platforms. But uh, again, that's it for me today. Tomorrow. I am talking about the A's roster and the guys that were added uh, all of the holes that they have on their roster right now. There's a lot of them. So uh, that'll be tomorrow's episode. And then uh, we'll, we'll carry you through the rest of the week as well. But That's all. That's it. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow.